My name is Cindy Burleson, and I'm chairman of the International Sibling Society. It's a privilege to welcome you to SDG's Explained podcast, the podcast where we explore the 17 global sustainable development goals and how people in over 190 countries are working together to make life better on the planet for all life, both above and below the water. The 17 Sustainable Development Goals are a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure peace and prosperity for all. Addressing key challenges such as poverty, hunger, health, education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below the water and life on land, peace and justice, and strong institutions. In this series, you will learn much more about the Global Sustainable Development Goals. But if you're curious and you want to know more now, check out the SDG Explained trailer and bonus features found in the same place you found our podcast here today. Or you can search for us by name, SDGs Explained, on any of these well-known platforms. Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, and, of course, the RSS.com community. You can also find the International Sibling Society and the SDG Explained series on YouTube. We encourage you to take the time to look us up on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Indeed, we need your support to get our message out through the algorithms so everyone, everywhere, around the planet can hear it and share with us all that they're doing to work towards achieving the sustainable development goals in their part of the world. It only takes one click, hit the subscribe button, Let's get YouTube on our side. Well, speaking of YouTube, if you've visited our website lately, issnow.earth, you will see that the International Sibling Society is in the middle of a huge YouTube subscriber drive. As a global citizen, you're asked, are you ready to embark on a captivating journey of cultural exploration and meaningful connections? Well, look no farther than the International Sibling Society's YouTube channel. We're a vibrant community dedicated to fostering understanding, appreciation, and unity among change makers across borders. Today, we invite you to become an integral part of our movement by subscribing to our channel and embracing the power of shared experiences. With so many subscribers already on board, Our channel has become a vibrant hub for engaging conversations, heartwarming stories, and diverse perspectives from every corner of the world. We believe that individuals, irrespective of nationality, have a unique bond that transcends boundaries and has the potential to bridge gaps in our global society. Through our videos, we aim to nurture this bond and ignite a sense of camaraderie that goes beyond geographical limitations. Well, what can you expect from the International Sibling Society's YouTube channel? Well, allow us to give you a simple glimpse into the captivating content that awaits. 
You'll find inspiring stories. You'll discover all inspiring stories of individuals who have overcome challenges, embraced diversity, and made a positive impact in their community. These stories will touch your heart and remind you of the incredible strength that lies within human relationships. You'll also find cultural showcases where you'll immerse yourself in the richness of global cultures through our captivating showcases. From traditional music and dance performances to culinary delights and festive celebrations. You'll witness the beauty of diversity and of cultural traditions from around the world. You'll also find thought-provoking discussions on our YouTube channel, uh, where you can engage in thought-provoking discussions on pressing global issues that affect people everywhere. Our insightful panel discussions and interviews tackle topics such as education, environment, social justice, and more, providing a platform for meaningful conversations and exchange of ideas. Also on our YouTube channel, you'll find collaborative projects that you can become a part of uh, that encourage cross-cultural interaction and creativity. From art challenges and virtual storytelling to shared experiences and joint initiatives, our channel fosters connections that extend far beyond the screen. By subscribing to the International Sibling Society YouTube channel, you're not just accessing an enriched platform, you're becoming an integral part of our global family dedicated to unity, understanding, and positive change. Your support will help us reach even more individuals and organizations worldwide, fostering a sense of belonging and promoting empathy and encouraging a shared vision for a better future. Together, let's celebrate the beautiful tapestry of humanity, leaving connections that transcend borders and inspire us to create a more harmonious world. Join by clicking that subscribe button and turning on notifications to stay up to date on our latest videos. Remember, every subscription matters and brings us one step closer to building a global community rooted in empathy, respect, and mutual support. Share our channel with your friends, family, and social networks, encouraging them to join this remarkable journey of unity. Thank you for being a catalyst for change and embracing the International Sibling Society's mission. Together we can create a world where individuals stand united, empowering one another, and leaving a lasting positive impact on our shared humanity. We encourage you to subscribe now and be a part of our global community. In this season of SDGs Explained, we're exploring incredible projects under the leadership of Mandela Washington Fellowship recipients across the African continent. I'm your host, Cindy Burleson, Chairman of the International Sibling Society. Today we sit in the studio of the Innovation Center in Reno, Nevada. Our guest comes all the way from Zambia. Please welcome Priscilla Bander, the founder of the Center for Research, Advocacy, and Consultancy on Gender-Based Violence in Zambia. Priscilla, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. It's an honor to be on the show. Well, Priscilla, your, your work is truly inspiring. You're not only running an organization focused on gender-based violence, but you're also pursuing an MBA and working with the Northern Nevada International Center. 
could you tell us a bit about your journey and what led you to champion sustainable development goals? Absolutely. Thank you, Cindy, for the opportunity to be on this amazing, amazing podcast. You guys are doing a great job. And it's just amazing to share your deep passion for addressing the pressing issues that um, the world is facing. And uh, my passion for addressing women and girls in my community inspired us to start our work with the center. And now just to provide context to where I come from. I come from Zambia and in Zambia, women mostly are marginalized. And I guess these are stories that we hear pretty much all over the world. And in Zambia, the marginalization is mostly experienced by women. And now women are the majority and they share the unbanked population in the country. And the reason why women have been marginalized for so long are explained by the many factors such as lack of finances, uh, basic budgets, and a huge scale of personal responsibilities that are placed on girls. And now these factors pretty much contribute to women not having the opportunities to access um, resources such as education, economic empowerment. Now our work, my work in the center is not just usual work. For me, this is a lifestyle. I personally experienced uh, discrimination um, as a girl growing up. Now, I grew up in a time that taking a girl child to school was seen as a shame, as a curse. And so I was lucky that my parents really valued uh, education and they really did everything they could despite the financial challenges that they experienced at that time to take me and my siblings at school. And now I talked about how being a girl child was seen as a curse and parents who had girl children being seen as less than. But at that moment, in a family of seven, where five of those children were girls, my parents really did everything they could to provide an opportunity for me to go to school. And now in Zambia currently, according to the research that was done by the recent um, demographic health survey, it showed that we stand at 55% uh, literacy. And what that says is that most of our population do not really have access to education. And women are a significant part of that population. And this really inspired me to start the work with the center to make sure that women have all the resources and opportunities for them to be empowered, to get an education, and to ultimately get rid of uh, the violence that is taking place in our communities, which is exacerbated by these factors. And now, most of these women that I've talked about that do not have access to employment, for example, do not have uh, uh, access to education, most of these you will find that they find themselves employed in informal settings such as maybe just selling fruits door-to-door or in at the market. And we have seen in the recent past, especially after COVID, that the rates of teenage pregnancy, HIV infection, and gender-based vi- violence have been on the rise. And so we were challenged 
due to these um, ongoing um, activities or challenges in the country to start our work at the center. And um, what we basically focus on is empowering a woman, a girl, to make sure that they have opportunities and resources that they need to thrive. And our work mostly, we work with young girls and young women in Zambia who are facing many challenges when it comes to gender-based violence. And our work speaks to the urgent need that we thought needed comprehensive solutions. And so you will see that in our work, we provide advocacy, we provide consultancy, and we do research that informs policy to enable governments, not only in our country, but many other platforms that we find ourselves in, um, to have informed information that can speak to the barriers and challenges that we're currently facing as a country. And so, in short, that's basically my um, passion or what speaks to the reason why we even started this project. Now, a little bit about myself. I have a bachelor's uh, degree in education. That was my foundational degree. And I went on to do my master's in public health, which led me to work with various uh, agencies that uh, work in HIV management, dealing with women's issues and girls' is issues, menstrual hygiene, mental health. And so that work and experience has significantly also contributed to my passion in dealing with issues in the community concerning health of young girls, education of young girls, and also economic empowerment. Now, I'm currently pursuing an MBA with the University of Nevada, Reno. And my hope with this degree is that it will help me attain the necessary skills to manage and expand our organization more effectively. Additionally, additionally I'm also currently working with the Northern Nevada International Center under their Refugee Placement and Resettlement Program. And what this program really focuses on is rehabilitating and restoring the lives of many refugees that flock in the United States from their war-torn countries to provide employment services, for example, housing and uh, just a decent uh, life. So that also speaks to my passion to bring positive impact in the lives of many people. So basically right now, that's what I'm currently uh, working on. Well, that's absolutely remarkable, Priscilla. Um, let's dive a little bit deeper into the specific sustainable development goals you're championing. Um, sustainable development goal number three uh, focuses on ensuring healthy lives and promoting well-being for all ages. How does your organization contribute to this goal, especially concerning gender-based violence? Thank you, Cindy. So at the Center for Research Advocacy and Consultancy, we recognize that gender-based violence has severe physical and mental health implications. And so we provide holistic support services to so survivors of our violence. Uh, we help with referrals to medical care, counseling, and so psychosocial support. And by addressing these health needs of survivors, we contribute to SDGs 3 whose, ob whose ob objective is ensuring the well-being for all. We also conduct research to better understand the underlying causes of gender-based violence 
and use this knowledge to advocate for the policies, like I already mentioned in the beginning, that prioritize prevention and support services. Well, it's commendable how you're working towards SDG 3 by providing comprehensive support to survivors. Uh, moving on to SDG 4, which focuses on quality education. How does your organization contribute to this goal? Now, I have already shared my story with regards to how a regular African girl uh, has experiences with education. And so over the years, we have been working to ensure that we provide more opportunities for girls and young women to have access to this education. Because as we all know, education is the greatest equalizer. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you're empowered with that too, it is an opportunity that you can use to make yourself more economically independent, make yourself more valuable for your community. And so because we believe that education is a vital tool in preventing and addressing gender-based violence, we conduct awareness campaigns and educational workshops in schools, communities, workplaces to promote gender equality, respectful relationships and the importance of consent. Our program aims to empower individuals with knowledge and skills to challenge harmful social norms and build a society that respects and values everybody. Now, Cindy, we have worked on a number of projects, such as the Komwezi project. And now Komwezi, people might be wondering what that means. Komwezi simply means moon. And this came from the ancient days where our mothers used to believe that when the moon is in a certain position, then a girl is supposed to uh, experience her menstruation. And so this project is focusing provi on providing menstrual hygiene products uh, for young girls and women, especially in underserved communities, and also works on debunking the myths that, came with, that come with menstrual um, uh, menstruation for, for young girls. We have seen that menstruation is is huge. Almost every girl goes through uh, that part. And because of the challenges and the barriers, uh, lack of resources to use at that time of the month, we find that most of the girls drop out of school. And so what this project do does is that it has made it possible for more girls to stay in school. And apart from that, we also offer mentorship, scholarship for girls that are struggling to stay in school due to financial constraints. And by engaging with educational institutions and communities, we actively contribute to SDG's four mission of ensuring inclusive and equit equitable quality education for all. Well, that's wonderful, Priscilla. Um, it's critical to start at the grassroots level and empower individuals through education to foster positive change. Um, and you all sound like you're doing an amazing job in that regard. Um, well, let's move on to sustainable development goal number five, which focuses on achieving gender equality and empowering all women and girls. How does your organization strive to achieve this goal? Okay, so I have talked about how my experience has been with challenges of inequalities at school. And so we, as an organization, work with various stakeholders to ensure that there is affirmative action. We are working with organization to ensure that we keep our girls in school and we ensure that uh, gender quality lies at the core of every organization's mission, not only in schools, but every organization. And so we work 
towards achieving this goal this, this va through various avenues. First, we provide safe spaces for women and girls to share their experiences and access support. We advocate for laws and policies that protect the rights of women and girls, ensuring their voices are heard and their needs are addressed. Additionally, Cindy, we collaborate with other organizations and stakeholders to create networks of support and foster collective action. And we believe that by amplifying the voices of women and girls and challenging uh, discriminatory practices, we contribute to SDG's five objective of achieving gender equality and empowerment. Well, that's incredibly impactful, Priscilla. Mm -hmm. um, your dedication to gender equality is definitely inspiring. Um, well, could you briefly share any ongoing projects or upcoming initiatives that our listeners can look forward to? Certainly. So, Cindy, we have several ongoing projects focused on community outreach and education. One of the in initiatives um, that we currently have involves establishing safe houses for our survivors of gender-based violence, providing them with temporary shelter and support services. And we are also on a we, we are also on a research project project to better understand the intersectionality of gender-based violence at, and its impact on marginalized communities. Furthermore. Collaborating with organizations from Ghana called Eco Period has also significantly helped our work. And what Eco Period as an organization is focusing on is they provide and manufacture reusable sanitary pads. And so with our goal to provide menstrual hygiene products for our um our girls, we are working with this organization to provide more resources for our girls and also provide um, mental uh, menstrual hygiene education for, for the girls that are in schools. Additionally, we also have a, a project in the pipeline, pipeline that we're currently planning and it's going to be called the Amakwewo Project. Now, I know our listeners are probably asking themselves, what does Amakwewo mean? Um, Amakro is simply a word in Nyanja that means business. And so this particular initiative's goal is to ensure that we provide and create a lasting change and address the root causes of gender-based violence. Now, I mentioned in the beginning that one of the biggest challenges and barriers or factors that contribute to um, the rising number of cases in gender-based violence is economic dependency. And so what this project seems to do is it's going to be providing mentorship, uh, entrepreneurship mentorship. It will provide seed funds for young women who are victims of violence. So whilst we provide the shelter, whilst we provide the mental health support, the counseling that these girls need, we also want to make sure that we provide solutions that are sustainable. And for us, our belief is that sustainability comes by empowering the woman who is going through this violence to be independent. And so this project will provide mentorship, like I already mentioned, and it also provide financial resources to help her start uh, a business um, to support herself and her family. That's incredible, Priscilla. I'm sure our listeners are, are going to be eager to follow your organization's progress and support your work. 
uh, we certainly wish you all the best in your endeavors. Thank you, Cindy. I believe that together we can make a significant di difference in creating a more and uh, equitable and violence-free society. Well, well, let's build on what we've talked about here a little bit more. Um, can you tell us more about your project and, and how it aligns with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals in a way that we may not have talked about before? So I have talked about how our multiple projects and community initiatives um, um, are happening, how most of them relate to the elimination of all forms of discrimination against women, uh, promoting quality education, and also prov providing opportunities that eliminate barriers to economic, econo uh, economic empowerment and equality. Our project focuses on improving all forms and eliminating all forms of discrimination ag uh, against women, not only physical, but also economic and social um, uh, uh, forms of violence. And our organization also works on menstrual hygiene promotion, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, and enterprise development for women. And what we do is provide resources that provide women and girls access to recovery from all forms of discrimination, such as physical, economic, mental wellness, support, and counseling. And I believe that these are things that the UN um, is so much interested in as we are trying to achieve the uh, SDGs. Right. Well, that that's wonderful. And um, well, let's take a moment to talk about your country, Zambia. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us more about who lives in Zambia. Who lives there? So Zambia is a beautiful country. It's um, a landlocked country. It's surrounded by eight amazing um, countries. And we have a lot of safaris. We have uh, the mighty, uh, one of the seven wonders of the world is housed in Zambia. It's called the Victoria Falls. And I hope one of these days, Cindy, you come and um, enjoy yourself. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's humans there, but what about some of the other life that's there in your country? What are some of the animals at this the safari? And so in else? the in the safari, we are so privileged to have the big five. Uh, the big five. We're talking about lions. We are talking about elephants, the cheetah, and all these amazing animals. And um, we 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 see a lot of people coming in to just have. Uh, a lion and cheetah walk. I just did my walk a few months ago, and um, I miss home. I hope to go back and uh, enjoy the safaris again one of these days. That, that sounds fantastic. Well, well, let's ping pong back to your project, and we just I want what motivated you in the first place to pursue your project. So, like I indicated in the beginning uh, of my introduction, uh, this work with the center and my co-founder, our motivation was seeing the challenges and the barriers that various women uh, go through. And that really inspired us to do something. I always believe and tell people that if there's one thing that frustrates you, if there's one thing that makes you feel bad, if there's something that you see in your community that really just sets you off. That's the universal God telling you that you need to do something about it. And that was my case. Um, I looked at the various, various challenges I went through. 
as a girl growing up, even now as a young woman. And I want to make an impact in women who have the same experiences as I do. Because I always say I am not a victim. I am the person that provides solutions. And and this is why the there's power, so much power in the SDGs because it give us gives us a unity of purpose. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter if you come from Zambia, if you come from Nigeria, or if you come from America or from Britain. We all have one purpose, and that purpose is to make the world a better place to live in. And so for me, I am driven by that um uh, philosophy that wherever I am, the world is better because I'm there. And so this is the work that really makes me feel that I will make that impact, the positive impact that my community needs. Speaking of people around the world, um, I know you're an emerging leader from the African continent. If there's another leader on the other side of the world who's interested in doing a project similar to yours or you're just... Uh, if, you're, if there's something in your leadership qualities that was inspiring to them, um, could you just walk us through the process of, of how you implemented your projects? What steps have you taken to ensure their success? So one of the things that I always tell people every time that we're talking about topics like this, starting projects, making a difference, one of the things that in the initial stages really stopped me from doing what I was supposed to do was procrastination. And so I would speak to the person listening to this right now that if you have a passion that is burning within you, do it and do it right now because we are not here for a very long time. I believe that we are not here for a very long time. And so the limited time that we have in this world, use it wisely Connect with people that are passionate about the things that you're passionate about. Connect with people that will help you to grow. Connect with people that will help you to be impactful in your community. Connect with people that will challenge you. And that's what has helped me. Knowing that I cannot do it on my own. And so I have harnessed the power of collaboration. And um, because sometimes resources can be hard to come through, uh, to come through for projects that you start. But one of the things that has really helped us is, for example, using strategies like community uh, engagements. You will be surprised that communities are so supportive. I come from um, an environment that believes in Ubuntu. I don't know, Cindy, if you know about Ubuntu. Ubuntu is just simply a, philo a, philo a, a philosophy that um, really advocates for collaboration, partnership, and working together for uh, one goal, which is to make life better. And so when you put yourself out there and connect with people that can work with you to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, do it. Don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. Excellent. Uh, excellent advice. Um, are there any su success stories or memorable moments from your project that you can share with us today? There are a lot of success stories. And for us, it's impacting one life at a time. And I will share a story of, I will use a fictional character name of Esther. But this woman came to us 
when she was battered by her husband and it was at a point of death. She was almost dying. And so when she came to the center, she prov- she was provided with the resources to recover uh, medically, physically. We provided uh, referral services to the hospitals uh, in the community to help her to do just recover. We protected her. We made her get legal protection, a restraining order and all that. And right now as we speak, this woman has gone back to school. She's got two children and children two, those two children also have been enrolled with the support that we get from the con- community. They have been enrolled back in school. This woman has, as she's going to school, she's running a small business that sustains her family, her children. Now she's safe. And so it's s- stories like this that really keep us going and keep our work going, seeing that the work that we do really translates into real life you can see the impact you can see the change that this woman is now um at a point where she's mentally stable she's physically healthy and she's able to take care of herself and her uh, her children that's truly inspiring priscilla um it's incredible to see how the impact of your project is uh, making on individual lives now, looking ahead, um, what are your future plans and aspirations for your project? So I have talked about um, the center, which is a safe place for children. So currently, we do not really have a dedicated place where we house these children or sorry, with who, where we house these clients. We just work with the temporal um, help that community members provide us. Uh, for example, motels, they would give us a room for um, a week or so, and then we work with them to house our, our our clients until they reach a point where they are stable enough and they have um, a place to stay. Because sometimes they come to us when they are at a point when um, things are really bad, they are not safe, they are in, they're physically in a bad shape. And so we are working to have a center that will hi- house about 500 women. So we are looking for um, a a facility that will help us to house about 500 women capacity so that we can have and provide all our resources under one roof. Because sometimes we have to, because of uh, the the constraints that we have with um, uh, financial resources and funding, we have to house these women in different places. And sometimes that can provide challenges to accessing uh, the services that they need to to, to recover. And so our biggest goal is to have this uh, center in the, by the year 2026. And another goal is to have a training facility where we can train not only victims of abuse, but just women so that we can keep them uh, busy, we can keep them economically independent. So those are some of the things that we are are currently focusing right now. Well, it's impressive how comprehensive your approach is, um, Priscilla. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, almost as if it was like a bullet point type of of assertion here. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there some positive impacts that your project has had in the communities that you've worked with? So one, we have trained and 
provided support for over 500 women. We have distributed over 5,000 uh, menstrual hygiene products in schools, and sometimes we do prison visits for women. And we have provided um, mental health support for uh, victims of abuse. We have provided uh, support for even children or dependents that come with the, um, the, the women that are abused because uh, those are also our clients. And we have also seen a need that not only do they need, the, the women themselves need the support, but the children also themselves need the support and also resources that can help them. So those are some of the things that we have um, uh, scored and we are looking to um, multiply that uh, impact into more numbers and it will require a lot of support and that's why we urge people to come on board and have conversations with us. Well, that's incredible. Um, well, moving towards the end of our time together here today, uh, do you have any key advice or key learnings uh, you'd like to share with our listeners who might be interested in, under in undertaking similar projects in their part of the world. So, like I have already mentioned, get started. I think that's the first step. Get started. Start, start connecting with people that are passionate about the things that you are passionate about. And one of the things that I will also encourage you to do is to um, not only seek uh, support and collaboration and partnerships, but also have a mindset to say, even when things get tough, you will still continue because at the end of the day, it's speaking to your purpose as a person. And it's also, uh, you know, contributing to achieving the goals that the United Nations has set for us to achieve. I believe that together we can do amazing work. It, do it doesn't require one person. It requires the efforts and uh, contributions from everyone. And if there's one thing that I know about you, Priscilla, is that you're ready to connect with people who are interested in the work that you're doing. Absolutely. So I hope that... Absolutely. Uh, I'm so ready to uh, connect with people that are passionate uh, about the work that we're doing. We believe that we can do more when you, when you come and join us. Right. Well, your dedication and vision are commendable. Is there anything else you'd like to share or any message you'd like to convey to our listeners? Apart from inviting them to come to Zambia, the beautiful country, I encourage you to reach out. Uh, we'll provide uh, contact details for those that are interested. You can reach out with us. Then we can have a uh, conversation on how we can make uh, an impact together. Well, tell us where we can find you both on the planet and Zambia and online. Okay, uh, so if any of our rich listeners want to reach out, how can they contact you? Okay, so I am on LinkedIn as Priscilla Simone Banda. You can reach me on LinkedIn, and I also have a Facebook uh, profile page. It's called Priscilla McMillan, and you can also find me on Instagram as Priscilla Banda. You can reach out. And we can have an awesome conversation uh, about that. Fantastic. Well, Priscilla, thank you for sharing your incredible project with us today. Uh, it's been an honor to highlight your work and the impact you're making in Zambia. Uh, we wish you all the success in your future endeavors. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the International Sibling Society 
explained SDG explained podcast. Um, stay tuned for more inspiring stories and projects aligned with the sustainable development goals. Remember, together we can make a difference. Priscilla, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on the show today and learning about your impactful work. And thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Well, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to SDGs Explained today. Join us next time where you'll find our podcast here today, uh, the same place, or you can search for us by name, SDGs Explained, on any of these well-known platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Sansom Podcasts, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, and of course the RSS.com community. You can also find the International Sibling Society and the SDGs Explained series on YouTube. We urge you to take the time to look us up on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Indeed, we need your support to get our message through the algorithms so everyone everywhere around the planet can hear it and share with us how they're working together to achieve the sustainable development goals in their part of the world. It only takes one click, hit the subscribe button, and let's get YouTube on our side.